0: It's time for the Luca Rosano Show. Here's your host,
1: Luca Rosano. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Luca Rosano Show. I'm your host, Luca Rosano, and this show is presented by Dave and Busters. Today's guest, very special guest, the one, the only, Steve Dangle. Steve, big fan, man. Thanks so much for joining the show.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah, good good to be talking about hockey. september i guess that's not that weird july and august was weird
1: yeah it was very very weird uh before we get into hockey talk though steve i just want to ask off the top here How how is it being a dad and and congratulations on uh, becoming a father
0: thank you um my brain's rotted um i'm very tired my back hurts um but i love my kid (laughs) he's he's doing really well like every now and then i have to sort of step outside myself and my, my wife and I look like we've been through 10 rounds and then we look at the kid and he's cooing away and we're like, okay, well, as long as he's good, right? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, all all parents keep telling me is like, yeah, first few months suck, but don't worry, then they start to sleep and, and you recover a bit. So I'm looking forward
1: to it it was such a happy moment because uh, I've been watching you for years since I was much younger than I am now. And just to like see you become this internet sensation to father figure, like it was, it was awe inspiring. And that's why at one point you were trending on Twitter and I'm like, you know what? It couldn't have happened to a better guy.
0: Well, thank you. I'll work on the father figure thing. I don't know. I I don't know if I'm ready to accept that title.
1: (laughs) So uh, Steve, you've been making YouTube videos from about uh, 2007. Um, what was your inspiration behind starting a YouTube channel, particularly about the leaves?
0: Um, I've just always had too much to say really. Um, so, you know, when when I worked at the Toronto zoo, I'd, I'd try to, you know, write out the Leafs lines on, on ticket receipt paper and, uh, stuff like that. And I, I've just always had, I, I would, if I worked in a regular office setting, I would drive people absolutely insane with just, you know, how often I'm thinking about the Leafs and thinking about hockey and stuff like that. So, um, my, I met my wife in the spring of 2007, she worked at future Shop, so she got a discount. So she got a webcam. And, uh, the first few videos I made had nothing to do with hockey. And, uh, finally I was just like, you know what, I'll start talking about them. Just give my opinion, whatever. Um, And I had a hard time getting an internship uh, during my first year uh, of university. So I sort of looked at it like it was a self-appointed internship. I'd sort of learn uh, discipline and uh, I did. I only missed a few videos in the first season. I think I've missed six or seven um, in 13 seasons. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a fun ride. I, I definitely didn't know it would, Uh, turn out like this I didn't think it would be my job
1: so did you go to school wanting to work in sports media like was that your dream or did it happen after you developed so much success on YouTube
0: no it was my unrealistic dream like I, I was in media school but I didn't think working in sports especially hockey was realistic uh first of all i'm in canada so everybody wants to get into hockey so it's saturated it's extremely competitive and uh why the hell should i get a job in hockey i didn't play the thing you know i I never played the the game so i didn't go into school like i went i went into school thinking it was a waste of time to pursue sports at all um i'm not i'm not an athlete man i've never been an athlete um so i've always wanted to talk about it um it wasn't until the YouTube channel started taking off that, you know, I looked looked at the resources available in my program and I'm like, Oh, you know, I can maybe start to steer towards sports. It's, it was kind of good, you know, that I went in, uh, you know, with that mindset because I think it allowed me to learn more interchangeable skills. Yeah. You know, and whether, you know, if, if I had just specialized, you know, maybe I wouldn't uh, learn them. Uh, so I don't know. I, I lucked out in a lot of ways.
1: At what point, uh, throughout making those YouTube videos, did you realize, ah, damn, like I can actually make a career out of this. Like, what was that moment for you? What year, what video, what, yeah. What moment? Uh, God,
0: it's, there's your, your perception of made it, uh, changes so much over time. So, you know, for me, it was 2008. The first time I trended, um, I was like, oh yeah, for sure. And then 20, uh, 2009, I get an internship. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it. I'm going to be a star. 2010, Nike, you know, sends me to the World Juniors and then the Olympics. This is going to be great. This is going to be my job. And, but I, I didn't actually – being Steve Dangle and just making content was not my full-time job until 2015. Uh, so it took eight years. Yeah. Right. Wow. It was, it was a, it was a long, it was a long time um, where uh, until I could be independent. Like it was a part-time gig. It was yeah. beer money and stuff like that for a while. And then, you know, one day your parents look at you and they're like, that's great about your beer money. Move out of our stupid
1: house. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, luckily pulled that off. Um, so I'm curious what the sports and opportunity Did Sportsnet seek you out after having all the success or did you get in uh, via another way?
0: It was a little of column A, a little of column B. So um, someone who I had worked with when I was an intern at the Fan 590 from 2008 to almost 2010 um, had then gotten a much higher position at Sportsnet by 2014. So that was six years later. And I had been laid off by CBC, wasn't working at the KHL anymore. But I had started my podcast and my YouTube channel was growing. So I had planned to go into the 2014-15 season um, just with no job. And I was going to work for myself and try to figure it out. I was going to be totally independent. And I have no idea how that would have gone, especially because by then I had a, a mortgage to pay for and everything. Um, but Sportsnet approached me.
1: Um, awesome. it
0: was, it was for a behind the scenes role. And then someone else, uh, who was working at Sportsnet saw that I was working there, but in a behind the scenes role. And they had previously been my boss at CBC when I was editing highlights. Um, but they knew I also had the YouTube channel and they basically said, well, I mean, he works here, so let's have him make videos for us too. Yeah. And I said, Okay. And uh, by next season, it was my full-time gig. So it's a, it was a lot of right place, right time, a lot of luck, but a lot of like sticking to it, right? Like, um, yeah. like I said, it was six years between meeting the person who gave me my opportunity at Sportsnet, that being Dave Cadeau and also Dan Tavares, and um, actually, you know, getting a job there
1: wow so that's interesting that your first opportunity was behind the scenes for the most animated guy on the internet that, that's that's wild
0: <laughs> yeah it was. well and it was funny because like uh, sometimes I was encouraged to feature my own content in my behind the scenes role like I yeah. was uh, basically I was writing a, a prep sheet just explaining to all Rogers employees throughout the country hey here are the biggest stories in hockey right now and, and here's how you can talk about them and how fun they are and uh, that season, the Leafs lost nine-two to the Nashville Predators, and I lost my mind in a video. And that video blew you know, up, of course. Yeah, got like a quarter of a million views, and and I, you know, I don't, I don't know if I added it to the prep sheet or not. And you know, my boss was like, "What? What are you doing?" Like, <laughs> and I'm like, "I don't know. I didn't know I was allowed to promote my own stuff." Yeah. So yeah. it was
1: it was this weird um, feeling out phase, I guess. We got Steve Dangle here on the Luke Rosano Show. Steve, the most rewarding part of you being a content creator up until this point is what?
0: Oh my God! Uh, Not having to have an actual job, Um, (laughs) getting (laughs) to talk about getting getting to do what I would be doing anyway in my spare time, uh, but for a living. Um, All the people I've um, met—it's definitely been. I mean, God, I'd give anything to meet anybody right now but uh getting getting to meet everybody that i've met and talk to people and you know apparently you have an impact on people's lives uh when they watch so much of your stuff so that's been cool but last year we raised over a hundred thousand dollars for uh easter seals which is a charity that helped out my family when i was uh younger um and that was extremely extremely rewarding um wow that's awesome no if you have if you have a platform like i've i've been blessed with it's might as well put it to use,
1: right? Yeah, I know, 100%. And uh, great initiatives taken on your end, Steve. Um, Steve, let's segue now. Let's get some quick thoughts of the Stanley Cup Final. I actually caught you right before you were about to record your uh, latest edition of Cup Check. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to tell the internet that, but I'm going to tell them no, anyway. it's fine. Um, I'm about to
0: edit it. I've already
1: shot it. Okay, about to edit it. There you go. Um, so what have been your overall takeaways from this, uh, this series?
0: Man, the dominant team really does change from period to period. Um, the, the Lightning really did take hold of the Dallas Stars uh, in game three. I don't know if that was adrenaline from Steven Stamkos being back. I know he scored a goal, but the guy played two minutes, 47 seconds. Um, you know, I don't know how much impact he can have from the bench, and I don't know if that can continue. And what I basically said in the video today is it would be super easy to watch how the Tampa Bay Lightning – dominated the second period uh of the of game three it'd be super easy to watch that and be like oh they're destined for the cup now well now we have a very interesting scenario where we don't know if steven samkos is healthy enough to play in game four or five or any of them and for the first time in that i can remember we have a back-to-back game scenario in the stanley cup final for games four and five so the lightning could be stanley cup champions by saturday night or the Dallas Stars could all of a sudden be up three games to two and have a chance to win the 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 cup on Monday. So my read of the series of the series so far, it's a bit of a cop out. Is both teams deserve to be there, and Friday Saturday is uh, it's I mean yeah, two games is going to be impactful. It sounds like it sounds like a weak statement, but uh, for crying out loud, what an uh, unbelievable swing! We we could see the Stars put the lightning in a scenario where they have to force seven Yeah. or Tampa could win both games by one goal in overtime. And we'll be talking about how dominant they were because they won in five.
1: Who do you ultimately see hoisting the uh, Stanley cup?
0: I think it's going to be Tampa. The stars are extremely good. Um, they do a lot of things well. And uh, you know, a back-to-back scenario I think really benefits the Dallas stars. We saw what they did to the Tampa Bay lightning when they were tired um, in game one, but just seeing what Tampa is able to do with such an injured lineup, just seeing them being able to, you know, if they're able to win a Stanley Cup essentially without Steven Stamkos, that's unbelievable. That's one of the most ridiculous uh, accomplishments. Uh, for me, uh, I'd like, I'd like to know, like, no, no disrespect to Julian Breezebaugh, who's obviously done an amazing job with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Iserman should get a ring, right? Like, I think he should absolutely get a ring (laughs) for, uh, you know, I don't care if he's with Detroit now for essentially building that team.
1: Uh, Steve, I want to talk about your beloved Maple Leafs. Of course, I got the Leafs guy on the show right now. Um, What do you make of this team? Like, what improvements do you see them making from here on out? How do you think the rest of their offseason is going to look? Give me your thoughts on the Leafs, uh, the state of the Leafs up until this point.
0: Well, it's funny. Looking around the league at all the teams and all the players who are being rumored to move – uh, whatever whatever um, the Leafs salary structure for most of their players is completely different like I was looking at players who are uh, potential free agents for the St. Louis Blues and they don't have any signing bonuses the Leafs have nothing but which means they've already paid this year's signing bonus making their own players more valuable and easier to trade because they've already spent that money and you know, it used to be an issue of no one's got cap space. Well, now no one's got cap space or money. Uh, so the the Leafs are in this very unique situation where, yeah, we're boned in a cap situation, but so are you. And at least we have money. Um, obviously they need to work on their defense. And I think a lot of people have been critical of Kyle Dubas because of how this team has done uh, with him at the helm. But I would say this, if you're upset, with how the Leafs have performed, if you're unsatisfied, I think you can rest easy that Kyle Dubas is also upset and unsatisfied. Uh, There's a reason the Leafs didn't do anything at the trade deadline, which was months and months and months ago. The game leading into the trade deadline was the David Ayers game. Are you going to sell the farm to make that team any better? No, they proved that they were bums. Uh, Are you you absolutely confident in your team if you give a 19-year-old a chance to play on the third line uh, in the playoffs as his first NHL action like the Leafs did. You know, they already traded Kasperi Kapanen. Did you hear Kyle Dubas at the postseason press conference? This guy is pissed. So uh, it's going to be a wild offseason for the Leafs because it was going to be anyway. Yeah. But it's going to be a wild offseason around the league just because – I mean, look, look what the Penguins are doing. Is Jim Rutherford lost his mind. But he's been given this ridiculous mandate. You're not allowed to spend to the cap. You got to shed salary, and also we want the team to be better. Yeah, all right, I'll get right on that. Like, what is Jim? Is Jim Rutherford a millennial? All of a sudden, he's being asked to do more with less. This is brutal.
1: <laughs> That's good stuff right there, uh, Steve. Do you ultimately see the Leafs winning the cup in your lifetime, or in your in your kid's lifetime? <laughs> Man, I'm. I like to think I'm still young. For God's sake. I think – yeah, I mean You're still young, come on.
0: Yeah. Well, like, who who really – when I saw the Dallas Stars were one of the top four seeds in the West, I went, really? Like, I forgot all about them. That's so, like, any year – any year anyone can win. Uh, and any year any team can make a huge jump. And there's no denying that the Leafs have one of the best offenses in the league. Freddie Anderson's a pretty gosh darn good goalie, although they might might move on from him, I don't know. Um, they don't have any bloody defense. So if they go out and they get not even three stars, like they don't even have to get Alex Petrangelo. If they go out and get three NHL-capable right-handed D, which they just didn't have last year, that makes a big difference right away. So it could happen. Who knows? Like we, the Washington Capitals didn't win the cup until they weren't supposed to in my opinion.
1: So, yeah. And I know I'm changing sports here, but the improbable championship run from the Raptors, like nobody really saw that happening. You know, they get to the NBA finals, warriors all of a sudden lose some key pieces. And there we have the Raptors winning the championship. How did you celebrate that championship by the way? Cause I know you were probably somewhere downtown going nuts. Uh,
0: no, I was downtown for the parade, but I was actually just watching the game at home with my wife. Awesome. Um, like she's, she's, I think Raptors above Leafs, uh, to be honest. Um, and man, that run has turned me into such a big basketball fan. Like all I do in my spare time, like I'm such a loser. I watch like Red Dead videos and I watch uh, NBA on TNT, Shaq, Ernie, Chuck, uh, Kenny. I just, I just love it. And and, and I love learning about basketball history because I, I just didn't know a ton about it. Um, I found the last dance absolutely fascinating so um you know some of my favorite memories from that playoff run were right in my house with my wife the the Kawhi shot was ridiculous the look on her face was hysterical um (laughs) your live reaction to that or (laughs) oh i should have been recording it i not in a million years that i think he was gonna make that shot though jimmy butler ties it with what was the 4.2 and i'm like crazy man god just the most toronto sports thing ever this sucks they're gonna lose Game seven, overtime. Jimmy Butler said it himself. He's like, you know we were going to win that overtime. I think he was right.
1: Yeah, I know, for but sure. If that goes to overtime, I, I think they do go all the way, or at least make it to the finals after that.
0: Like, looking at what Jimmy Butler
1: is doing with this Miami Heat team, how didn't the 76ers win? They didn't. They didn't, uh-huh. man. And it brings joy to my heart to hear that you are trying to get into basketball more, because on my channel, I do talk about the NBA like 95%. So, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's always great to see more people. Uh, you know, get into the sport, especially support of Toronto Raptors. Who is your favorite Raptor, Stephen? Why?
0: Current Raptor. I mean, it's kind of hard for it to not be Kyle Lowry. I thought but you were going to see that. Yeah, I just I just love the way he plays. I got his jersey. Although I got his jersey uh, right before game one against the Magic last year where he had zero points. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Pretty> fun. <laughs> so that was tough. I really like watching Fred Van Vliet. Um, I didn't know, like, has Sergi Baca always been this good it felt like he just sort of toiled with the raptors for the first few years and then he just found this he's playing uh, the
1: best basketball of his career now and he's 31 and doing that so it's been awesome to see from surge
0: yeah and just from an entertainment standpoint uh norman powell is just really fun to watch
1: yeah Um, so no
0: disrespect to anyone i left off my little list i'm just i don't know i'm not the most educated basketball fan so it's just guys who make me go ooh.
1: Last thing here, you say you're not an educated basketball fan, but those are usually the people that guess correctly. Who's your NBA champion? Putting you on the spot here.
0: Got to pick the Lakers, man. I, like, the Nuggets are such a good story. They can't do that three times. They can't be down by two games in three consecutive series and win them all. Um, and if they make it to the final... I mean, really, really, can you do that that many times? It's just wild to me. Uh, LeBron and company just look unstoppable. But, man, the Miami Heat, I did not know they had this in them. And, oh, I'm getting a lot of joy. I'm getting a lot of joy out of watching the Celtics struggle with that team. God, Miami, just one thing. Finish off the Celtics, man. That's that's all I want. want. Raptors fans are going to be so kind to Marcus Smart, right?
1: Oh, it's going to be a field day on Twitter. Can't wait to see that.
0: (laughs) Ah, It's going to be so good. It's going to be so good.
1: Thank you so much for your time. I know you're uh, busy uh, doing dad things uh, probably now. So uh, I'll let you go. Appreciate you, man. As somebody who's watched you throughout all these years to actually have you on my show and talk sports with you, it's been uh, a pleasure, a privilege, and uh, all the best to you, man. Stay safe, and I will uh, continue to watch your videos every single time you post. Grazie, Luca. Take care. (laughs) I <laughs> you